Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. The Around the NFL podcast. Have never, ever. Turn down a free drink. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Colleen Wolf, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and woman? Hey, Dan. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, now. What's up? <laughs> Connie Fox. Yo, it's and great I- to be back. Yeah, always good. Long. Mm-hmm. In the Way Sessler chair. Yeah. Did you hear yesterday's show by any chance? I am like 10 minutes in. Okay. Sounds like a lie. Yeah. Uh, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you're, you're fitting right I'm in honest, with that I'm chair. Yeah. Um, no, but Mark uh, let us know yesterday <laughs> that uh, he was going to let, let himself go physically and uh, give his life over to Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> and what was it? Who knows? Uh, yeah, illness. White bread was part white of bread. Part of was white bread <laughs> and Doritos. French fries. I've always been like this. So he's going full Gilbert Grape Mom. Wow, yeah. he doesn't even like food though. How is this going to work out? Uh, I don't know. We're starting the podcast right after two o'clock. At two o one, we all get a text from Mark. Is this breaking news? <laughs> West? Exciting news: colon. Just weighed myself and I've gained six pounds this week alone. Oh! <laughs> I told Mark I believed in him. I believe in you, buddy. I don't even believe that text. You know, I support this. <laughs> I'm also going to let myself go. It's we not should, a good idea. Let's all just put on 80 pounds each <laughs> this season. Um, I like how, Greg, you support him in this and believe in him in this. You never believed in him on P90X. That's not true. That was, <laughs> you always just made a point that you believed in him extra. I, just, I never sorry. believed I just in sat, P90X. I sat back there and watched, you know. 
You like him going up in flames here physically. I do. Well, I think it's a funny bit. All right. (laughs) Mark's whole life is a funny bit. Well, now we have Colleen here who has dedicated her life to fitness. So it's almost the opposite situation. Yeah. It's uh, I've been I've been working out a lot, eating right, not drinking. Just really taking care of myself. That's not Connie claims she true. never goes to the gym like Greg claims he's never lifted a weight. Oh, please, Connie. Well, mine no, mine seems more easily verifiable. <laughs> You're one of those people, Connie. I guess, but not for long. It's all even it's if, all coming to an end soon. Well, even if it turns tomorrow. Yeah. That's a pretty nice run. I mean, it's been pretty if good. You haven't had to stay fit or you haven't had to try to stay fit. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it's great. Thanks. I Mom, hate you, Dad, girl. Everybody. <laughs> I come in here today with my hair half done. One side's curled. One's not. This is how I roll here. <laughs> well, we love having you here, Connie Fox. Uh, so today's show, uh, we're going to keep it simple. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, this is the last show before the next show, first of all. But the next show Fact. is a show that takes place in the week where there's a real football game. Oh yeah, one week away from we'll be, football is what I'm trying to say. Well, we'll be we'll be predicting the season with uh, one of our most popular shows every year, right? Oh yeah, some sandwich props. Yeah, go get my lunch. Your broken toilet. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. Yeah, you know, just I think I owe you guys sandwiches still. That'll too. be a Tuesday show. We'll even be pre- pre- previewing the opening night game kickoff special. That's true. It's going to be great. But don't worry about it, Colin. Anybody, and this includes. Uh, Mr. Anti-Lannister, Dave Damashek. Anyone who ever loses a sandwich prop to the, the four people usually on the podcast, never pay. It's oh, okay. basically just something the way it works out. They want to be paid out if they beat us, but they never pay. Which reminds me, we owe the Irishman sandwiches. <laughs> the gold standard That's pay, a good but he's the exception. Yeah, he's the exception. That proves the rule. All right, today's show, the preseason power poll. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do it at the quarter point. I don't know. We tried to do this last year. I don't know. We kind of forgot about it by the end no, of the we, season. I think we did it. We I, did I don't it think at the we quarter, did the fourth one. At the midseason. Once you get to the third quarter, it's like who who needs the Mickey Mouse around with power poles? Okay. So, I agree. Okay. We'll do yeah. it for half the season again. That's fine. I don't care. You've got your data, by the Yeah, way. that's what I'm saying. You kind of know. Okay. But right now, this is the preseason power poll. And how we did this was, well, we'll get into that later when we get to it. Basically, we're treating the NFL like it's college football. Yeah. Have some fun. teams. Have some fun. I like it. Uh, so we'll go through our own. Uh, this is co- a collective ranking of one through 32. Uh, and uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But before that, we're going to do some news. And to do that, we check in with the Irishman. What's up, buddy? I just have to say the only real way that I can like get myself in with the gold standard is either on Mount Rushmore. But the other way was <laughs> to actually repay you guys for the sandwiches that I lost because the injury-riddled Tony Romo screwed me over last year. Mm. And he got hurt again this year. So I just want to let you guys know, I did pay you guys up. And yeah, it was my honor. We owe you. I feel bad. No, I we have, owe you straight I have up. a half-eaten burrito that I you know, I ate most of it during lunch. What kind I was it? kept some more for later <laughs> down in the fridge. I'll consider it. Uh, let's do some news. I'd get in on that. It's fine. Who would ever thought five years ago when I was on ESPN every weekend drunk that I'd be accepting <laughs> this award? <laughs> you're a reader of the end around, you know, that's Rob Gronkowski, who um, accepted a community service award from the Patriots this week and acknowledged that 
I guess his partying days have been toned down. That was the no, no way. I doubt it. Not it, buying it. It seems like he parties just as much, but he was implying that he's toned his ways down a little bit. We don't want that. We want Gronk to party forever. Right? I don't even believe that. Maybe he's just partying different. You know, maybe he's not. And a wiser. Maybe he's scaling back on his Vegas trips and well, I will say, yeah. yachts and stuff. He is less public about his drunkenness now. He used to not care. Maybe that's what he's referring to. He'd walk the SB, SB's red carpet and stumble around and j- dance after a Super Bowl loss. Now he yeah. kind of is a little more private about it, which is smart. You know what I like about Gronk? Like, Gronk has his own rules. No one even mentions the fact that he has never played in the preseason. Like, they just keep him under wraps. He's fully healthy. They just were like, no, you're too important for, for the preseason. It's smart. Everybody should do it. Why is Tom Brady playing on Thursday night? I don't Because he's a maniacal mess. <laughs> I mean, Tom, you're gonna, Tom Brady's might be the most competitive person in the NFL. Yeah, that explains it. All right, we'll start with Teddy Bridgewater, who has spoken out now after that gruesome dislocated knee, torn ACL, other damage in that uh, knee in a practice, a non-contact drill. Still can't make sense of what happened to poor Teddy. Uh, But he did speak out, uh, had um, this to say, in order to have a testimony, you have to have a test. I come from amazing DNA. I watched my mom fight and win against breast cancer. We will, as a team, attack my rehab with the same vigor and energy my faith is strong my faith is unwavering and my vision is clear my purpose will not be denied nice statement strong statement um and you hope he gets back and we'll see if it happens colleen i mean um how shocked were you when the news came down and do you think the vikings still have a shot this year well when it happened i was actually at tim tebow's baseball workout Humble so brag. <laughs> not really though <laughs> let's touch on that at the end of the all right yeah so um, I was so shocked by it. And I think the thing that was really scary about it was it, it felt different than other injuries because you were seeing stuff about the ambulance rushing there and that players were praying and that I think even Mark Sessler said on one of the pods recently, maybe that was yesterday's pod that, uh, or the other days. Well, that, you didn't listen to yesterday's. No, maybe I didn't. I just forgot about it. That is possible. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> we are but that memorable. The players were throwing up on the sidelines, um, around it, but, it was so disheartening when it happened because this was a team that I really believed in. And I thought that they had a lot of talent and the fact that they won the division last year and they had a really good young defense and different playmakers that they really could make a run again. That's a good kind of tease as we look ahead to the power pole later today. Cause I'm curious where we all come down and where the Vikings stand right they, now. They had a bigger range of predictions than I think any other team in the league. That was really hard for me. Yeah. Hmm. I like that you're in, you're in the power poll vote as well, Connie, which speaks to how you are a certified <laughs> member of the Around the NFL podcast. Thank you. Really? Well, we've talked about that before. Well, let's just you're record the, the time down. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on and talk about. Bear with me. Computer just betrayed me in a big spot. Mm. Kick him out of the circle. <laughs> out of the circle, you go. <laughs> let's talk about Wes. Get excited. There's more Colin Kaepernick controversy. Uh, Apparently, um, he had, before this controversy broke, he had been working out with the Niners wearing a pair of black uh, dress socks or athletic socks that had an image of pigs, a cartoon image of pigs wearing police hats. And this started to gain traction on social media. 
and Kaepernick uh, released a statement. Uh, I don't really need to read the statement, but the gist of it. I have two uncles and friends who are police officers and work to protect and serve all people. So before these socks, which were worn before I took my public stance, are used to distract from the real issues, I wanted to address this immediately. This is when um, uh, the story hit the tipping point for me. When there's a statement out on socks, I'm out on this story. Good luck to you, Colin, and your political aspirations. I am out. I'm moving on to football. We're on to Cincinnati. He knows it's going to be a distraction. He even mentions it. Yeah, but it points out that this issue is so much bigger than football that people are digging through old photos to find things to pretend that he's wearing afterwards and like use it in a weird way. It's not even pretending. It's just bad like news gathering because no one's checking more than anything else, I would guess. Right. But Mm -hmm. but whoever put it out there in the first place knew that he wasn't wearing it this week. And they put right. it out there, and whatever it is, people just using things for different politics. It's on both sides. He ha- he has a big campaign with hashtag like veterans for Kaepernick that a lot of veterans are are on Twitter, you know, showing their support for Kaepernick. I mean, it, it's far it's far beyond football at this point. I think it's worth noting the national anthem. He did not seek out the publicity. Yeah, he, the he media did it for two weeks. Did without- it for two weeks. Mm-hmm. In this issue, he had been wearing the socks and did not sp- seek out the publicity. I just think that should be noted. But uh, when you wear the socks, aren't you sort of I think maybe some type of attention? Aren't you laughing at your own joke? I guess so. I mean, to me, it's like I'm amusing myself by wearing these socks. It's something I believe well, in. It's something he believes in. Well, is it a joke or something you believe in? I, mean, I think it, I don't think it's a joke in any way. I think he, he clearly, and I think with this statement, it was good. It, it shuts down what's a stupid narrative that, that's being used against him, and if if nothing else, I think he has been very prepared and is ready to follow through with this to whatever the end is. Yeah, like some people, I do. I don't think would have. It's not like this is something he's taken lightly. From a straight football uh, standpoint, I'm just curious, uh, Greg. I'll ask you: Will Colin Kaepernick ever play another down for the 49ers? Yeah, I think he's going to make the team. If I had to guess, and when when Chip Kelly said he's one of the best two quarterbacks on the roster, I thought that put him. Now, Chip Kelly's lied a lot before to the media. Well, I think that put him in a spot where they're not going to cut him unless they can trade him. I don't think anyone's going to trade for him, and I think he's going to be their backup, which means eventually he'll play. I don't uh, think he's going to play another snap for the 49ers, and I don't think he's going to well, he play a, a few hours. football in the NFL this year. Hmm. Yeah, and there was that, and these reports are always, you should take it a little bit with a grain of salt, but I believe it was Mike Freeman put out a report uh, on oh. Thursday that unnamed front office officials and NFL officials just teeing off on Kaepernick. Some of the guys, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that guy. One guy went as far as to say, again, without putting his name on it, uh, that he would quit if a, an owner forced him to sign Colin Kaepernick. So oh the sentiment God, is out really? there. Well, the same reporter had the same unnamed executives that said Sheldon Richardson's career might be over uh, early last season when he got caught for speeding. So that I think that should be taken into account. Are you saying that there is a little bit of sensationalism going on? I'm saying I don't even I don't even necessarily believe people are saying this necessarily. And and if they are, like it doesn't mean anything. It's just people talking. Nebulos. Let's talk. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, yeah, 
Connie, tell us a little bit about your visit to USC for the Tim TiVo Showcase. What? Yeah, what a weird scene. First of all, I've never been to a workout or any type of press availability where you check in and there's bagels and donuts and oh, refreshments. So that was weird. For, like, who's right paying off the for bat. that? CAA, his agency. Oh, his agency put the whole thing on. What a show. So you get these like cards that are all like really nice and thick and laminated, and it's like the Tim Tebow Showcase. Did and Tebow it's, like, have one of those chairs with, the, with his name on the back and he's getting makeup done? <laughs> like a director's chair? Yeah, a director's no, chair. he did not. But, but he, he did all the networks. He did ESPN. He, he did. Nice one-on-one with Connie Fox. Yeah, that, that was nice of him. Uh, but he when he came out to run – I, I don't know if you guys saw, but he yeah. was like in the this white, like super tight spandex shirt. And he has so like he's huge. He his muscles have muscles like he is massive, but he's so big that it's like he can't really move that well. Bigger, he's not flexible. Doesn't really. have a baseball body. Is he no. big, is he bigger than Wes? He's like, that's like, how I measure it's a push. manliness. <laughs> he, also, he also, correct me if I'm wrong, had a outfit change. Like he was wardrobe Madonna. Change. Wardrobe change. Like he was Madonna on the Breathless tour. Yeah. So after he ran, then he went and changed and he fielded some fly balls. That was, uh, he struggled yeah, a little we, bit. I, I talked to Tony Garcia. Yes. Our shortstop who gave a nice rundown of how poor he was in the outfield and he couldn't throw, which. No. I mean, if, if we ever wondered, uh. Why he didn't make it in the NFL? The guy can't even throw a baseball with any uh, type of authority. It's yeah. odd for a quarterback, right? Right. But it's totally different motion. When Adam Dunn came up with the red, uh, he didn't throw it that well as a quarterback. I mean, that's not why he made the NFL. It wasn't his. Throwing it really game. looked like he struggled. Like he just wasn't getting a crow hop going at all. And he nice ref. Yeah, thanks. Just dropping different terms here. Used to cover uh, the Phillies, Colleen. By the way. Yeah, and you know what? Host of the Charlie Ben Francisco Show. was there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I used to cover Ben when he was with the Phillies, and um, he, he's a scout now. And Tony. You know who you talk to? Tony Garcia. Tony Garcia, shortstop. Yep. He grew up and played with Ben Francisco. So we all sort of like scouted Tim Debow. And uh, when I say cool. we, Tony and Ben. But <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a very interesting scene. And I guess my last question would be when you're actually face to face, or I should say face to like nipple or. No, I was standing on a box. Oh, you were on a box. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why you're almost as tall as Tim Well, that's Debo what I said. I'm like, I'm eye to eye right now with him. Um,. Was there a, 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 anything emanating off him? Anything holy? What, what was he like? Was um, like? Well, I thought it was interesting when I asked him, you know, if the door was closed on football, and he said yes. And I said, well, was that a difficult decision? And he said, his decision. He he said we decided, which was interesting. But also, he said, I just really love hitting baseballs. Yeah. And. I sort of had a hard time keeping it to, it together at that point because he was very serious when he said that, and it just sounded like such a jock-like thing to say. Well, he said he when you mentioned changing, you know, potentially changing he, position. He said he mentioned that he had interest from teams to play other positions still, uh-huh. but he was just like, "That's not what I love to do. I want to show the kids out there do what you love. I love hitting baseball." Yeah, and that he his goal wasn't to make okay. it's not to make the big leagues, but to have a career. In the big leagues. Oh, good luck. Well, I mean, he's going to show kids what, what it takes to get the single A ball. Oh. <laughs> well, Wes is right. but That's probably not going to even happen. That, all, that's an uphill battle, I think, by the sound of it. You strip everything away, and Tim Tebow is just another 20-something guy that's trying to figure it out. 
He doesn't know what he's doing right now. He's always a baseball player. I mean, none of us do, really, Next year, he'll right? be doing something else. I know exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I got two kids. I'm pretty locked in at this point. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's I like, it is doing. what it is now. Wes, it's coming for you, too, buddy. When I was teenage age, I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. It's coming for Wes. What's coming? Structure. Real structure. <laughs> wow. What are you trying to like say? Like a freight train. What are you trying to choo, say? Choo-choo. Paramore into you've, something more. That's <laughs> you've got more faith in him than his brother. <laughs> what, what are you trying to you've say? You've got more man, faith in me than about I do. Structure. Give him a break, Nick. At this point yeah, in your thanks, life, Nick. Listen, you are. Should we dig in a little bit on this? Listen, I don't know what you're trying to say. Are you referring to yourself right now? Not at all. We're talking about you, Dan. I got. Don't structure. try and pivot on me. Daddy's got structure. <laughs> Daddy's got a kid. Daddy's got another one on the way. Daddy's got a wife and a rent. Well, Good congratulations. Job. Look Daddy, at you. Daddy's in the third person. I'll <laughs> show. All right, let's go. Let's move on. Let's let's. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. Cool. Drafts in Philadelphia, by the way. It is in Philly. I'm so excited about this. Someone on Twitter asked me to ask you. I don't know why they didn't just ask you. Weird. Um, what is the kind of bar to go to if you're in Philly for the draft? New Wave Tavern. Early planning. It's the best. That's I like a tavern. Wave. That was my neighborhood bar is that when like I an lived 80s there. 80s kitsch type. It bar? is. It's Ooh. so awesome, and they have like pool and darts, and the bartenders are awesome. Yeah, it's cool. a great spot. New like the Huckapoos of Philadelphia. Yeah, it's just right. like it's a little divey, but it's a cool place. All right, that's where you go. I mean, we won't we won't be there. We don't really go to the draft. Well, typically. if you do, we can kick out the renters that are in my house oh. right now, and then we can just all stay there and have house parties. Brilliant, savage. Right. Yeah, now we will go. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Our preseason power poll. Oh, do we have any uh, big announcement, celebration, <laughs> something? Our drop board has been taking a hard hit lately. Should we just clap? Yeah. We can all clap if you guys want to do that. Yeah. It's too late. The enthusiasm is gone. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is how we did it. Greg, please explain to the audience how we came up with our list of 32 teams. Well, we sent out uh, an email with a lot of instructions, a lot going on to it, to seven of the smartest football minds in this company. <laughs> Greg speaking in the royal we, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the four people in this room, also Kevin Patra, Connor Orr, and Mark Sessler, the other three valuable members. Mark in between meals. Of the around the NFL And they team. were all off today too, right? Uh, yeah, Connor was on. But yeah, Patra, oh. Sessler, you know, chiming in. Um, on their off days, they just couldn't they couldn't help themselves. We put it all into a blender uh, from our mathematician, Mark Ortega, really did did the hard work here and then spits out a power pole. Complicated formula. I'm not sure how it all worked. So Tago did it. Well, hopefully uh, he added up right. We, no one backed him up or anything. This could be totally wrong. But I don't know why you didn't do it. Well, I definitely wouldn't do it. We wouldn't even have 32 teams in the finalists. <laughs> We ended up with like 24 teams. Uh, so anyway, so we came up the, with the list. So why don't we break it down into tiers? And Greg, the way it broke out, um, well, what is the process? You didn't really explain. Like, how did the numbers, how does it work? Mystified right I think now, let's Dennis. just, it's better to just keep it a secret. It's like, you know, you know the site 538 with the, with politics. Like, I don't need to know how the sausage is made. Just give me the numbers. I trust. You should have just went with KFC, the magic, uh, the, 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 the chicken recipe. Are we... <laughs> That's all you had to say. What do you that think of that? Sense. That makes sense. <laughs> Although the recipe got out recently. It did? Yeah. No. Yep. Very recently. Are they going to be done for? I don't know. Google it. Uh, anyway, so there, 
No one has any idea how the how this worked, but this is how we came up with. We all picked the teams one to thirty-two. This must be accurate. Yeah. It must be, and but it the, was, and it was average. The way it broke out, <laughs> the man behind the curtain, Greg Rosenthal, said that nine teams um, were kind of uh, separated from the rest of the pack in the sense that you could read into that through the through the tally that these are the teams we think are real contenders for playing in Houston on February sixth, and uh, that was a guess as far as the day goes. But the Super Bowl uh, 51 will be uh, in February. Uh, this is where the Irishman's got to be furiously Googling to make sure I have the date right. This could get him on Rushmore if he gets it in five. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was uh, oh. the KFC recipe. Put <laughs> down the chisels. <laughs> well, lie. he was looking. He not going to lie. Looking for something. February Even 5th? February 5th? Oh. I do have an update, though. KFC says that leaked recipe is not original. Well, of course they, of course they would say that. that. I just wanted to show their standpoint. Conspiracy. Anyway, in Houston, there is the Super Bowl in February. And uh, these are the nine teams, according uh, to our tally, have the best chance of getting there. Number one. Drum roll? Got a drum roll? (laughs) Awkward. No. Okay. Is anything on that board? Did you bring the (laughs) iPad today? Oh, no, Irishman. (laughs) Do you usually start out with the drum roll? We got that one at least. Number nine. We'll go the other way. Okay. There should be the timpani or the drum roll on there, Irish. We'll do it like Christmas vacation does before they light (laughs) up the house. The Denver Broncos, number nine. So compelling right off the bat. The defending Super Bowl champion at number nine. And I'm just curious in this room. Not a ton of respect. Where uh, did you guys have the Broncos? And I'll start with you, Colleen. I had them at eight. All right. Right there. Wes. Mm, I have to look through my sent items to see where I had them. I I had you had them at <laughs> ten, uh, Wes, and I had. Them. That was like Wes's inner monologue for some reason. <laughs> it, it was, we were told what he was. What do Wes, you mean your Wes had them at tenth. I had them at tenth, and I, what I found was interesting: the three AFC West teams uh, are high up, and in general, I had three. I think I had three a, all four AFC West teams. I put in my top twelve teams in the league. I think that's how good this division is. Hmm. Wow. Anyway, it's going to be tough for that. Division. Where did you have them? I had a tenth. I had him out of the playoffs, but 10th in the NFL. I had him 11. I had them 10th. Oh. You had them 10th? Yes. And you had him 10th? So I guess that means that the rest of the group pumped them up maybe a little bit, but we're all kind of in lockstep on this, that that um, kind of what we were talking about yesterday. It's going to be tough for them to repeat, especially if they have problems at the quarterback position. Uh, number well, especially with the Raiders and the Chiefs mm-hmm. and the Chargers are all, all in that division. Here's the rest of um, six through Nine through six. Chiefs at eight. Bengals at seven. Steelers at six. And there, and there was a little cutoff there. So this group, Steelers, Bengals, Chiefs, Broncos, is kind of in that secondary, like we you know, definitely look like playoff-type teams, but not quite in that upper echelon, the, those two AFC North teams and the two AFC West teams. All right, here's nine through six. The Broncos, Chiefs, Bengals, and Steelers. And, Greg, that's another neat cutoff point, isn't it? It is. That's kind of the group. I guess if we're breaking it out, we had these like top five power teams that were one spot. And then these other four teams, the two AFC North, two AFC West teams that we see as playoff type of teams, but not quite, you know, the elite. Wes, do you disagree with any of those teams being that high? Or do you have any of those that you dropped way lower? No, this list is going almost identical <laughs> to my own list. The top five, I agree. 
I feel like there are five superpowers in the NFL right now. Mm. The four teams in the NFC, Seahawks, Cardinals, Panthers, Packers, and the Patriots are alone in, at the top in the AFC. I do feel like it's a little weighted right now towards towards the NFC. I think the better rosters are in the NFC. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing when I was doing this exercise. Here is now that top five counting down. Um, the Packers at five. The Panthers, the defending NFC champions, a team that won uh, 17 games last year. At number four, we have the Cardinals at three. The Patriots at two which can leave only one team. And if you haven't figured it out, you probably haven't been following the NFL very closely in the last few years. Our number one team in the preseason poll is... Hey! The Seattle Seahawks. So give me a little... No, I hate it. Do you have, wait, Wes's you face when that plays. I hate it. So much you, have, pain. you have asthma too, don't you? Yes, it sounds like my lungs at night. Wait, oh. people with asthma, when you hear someone else wheezing or can't breathe, it has that effect on you. Like when wow. you when people hear other people sneeze, it's contagious. Like you sneeze. Mm-hmm. When I hear people struggle to breathe, it, I can't breathe. So this side of the table doesn't like that. So sound we should probably take that drop out of. That's what I was I asking bet. you yesterday. Now I feel like I'm having trouble breathing. Thank you. <laughs> So it's some type of uh, psychological. Yeah. Well, let's it play is. it again. Just a weapon. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> no, it's like the equivalent of using a dog whistle. It's like uh, sympathy paint. Um, yeah, the Seahawks are number one. And if I look, let's see. Uh, Five of us Wessling, have the Seahawks first. Patra, Sessler, Rosenthal, Connor Orr, all number one. And then the old Zeuser, me, had him at two. Colleen has them all the way down at four. Yeah. Why four? Why did three teams get ahead of the Seahawks? What's so, so funny? No, when I was doing this, I actually I sent Greg the email and said that this is an irresponsible list, but I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> that's not irresponsible. I mean, that's not. It's not like it's a crazy thing that they would be fourth. They weren't even in the top four at the end of last year. Please make a note to remove Colleen from Stop the calculations. It. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I just think that that division is really tough. And for the Seahawks, I think that everything is going so well for them right now. And I think that hopes are so high for them that it almost scares me away. You had Arizona ahead of them. So you, you're saying because the NFC West is tough and the Cardinals are there, that could lead to them having a nice season, obviously, because you have them four. But because you don't see them winning the division, which means they'll have to go on the road, no buys. Right that they'll get clipped because that will make them a lesser team. There's logic there. Exactly. Hey, listen. That's what I'm thinking. Why did you doubt yourself? I don't. I'm well, not. Okay. You were hungry. That's all. I was really hungry okay. and I needed well, to it, eat. It's crazy that we all agree so much about everything here in the top five. The only person that had any one of these teams outside of the top five was Dan Hansis. You you happened to have the Steelers at four and the Patriots at six, which is nothing crazy, I don't think. Oh, it's anyway. also like a deep-seated hatred of the well, Patriots. That, that's true. Well, if I'm going to – no, it's all rooted in In a logic. shocking fashion, Dan had a small gap seven and nine between the Patriots and Jets. I don't right. think anyone else's uh, Patriots – you know, Jets gap was so tight. May I remind everyone that you guys laughed at me in the same exercise when I had sure. the Jets in, our, in the top ten, and I think the Jets are better this year than they were last year. Um, the Patriots are there only because – they're getting a four-game hole without Brady. That could be bad. And slight regression with Tom Brady this year, as I've noted many times. Really? Will lead them to be 
surprisingly to many people, the football cognoscenti, a little bit worse than we expected. I'm still – I think they'll still win about 11 games or so. But between – That's the drop-off. Garopp, yeah. Well, from 13 to yeah. 11 and not winning a Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl. Um, I think Garoppolo and a lesser Brady equals a, a weaker Patriots. It's called being ahead of the curve. Well, I don't think that's crazy. It's going to happen. I've been, as a Patriots fan, I've been waiting for it to happen. It's insane. No team in NFL history has ever had more than four buys in a row. The Patriots have had, I think they're going for seven. Uh, I think they've had five or six. It, it has to stop t- sometime. Maybe it won't be this year. I mean, can't, I, can't we just replay yours and Dan's comments from yeah, last summer? That's a fair point. So true. I didn't say like I didn't say Brady point. was going to regress last year. We all not say that. I like we all like we all think the Packers. Even Can I just say one more thing about the Pats? Packers. The fact that they're still at top six right now—that's right. just me doing this. Put some respect when you mention my name. I guess I respect the Patriots. I hate that he's starting this fourth <laughs> preseason game. I think that's the worst idea ever. Well, we'll see what happens. Anyway, so I'd be a little more worried about their backfield. Strong or... opinions on the fourth preseason game from <laughs> I don't know. I could just see something bad happening. So we all we all like the Seahawks a lot this year, and um, we'll see how, how it plays out. But well, I've noted one thing I've thought about with the NFL. It has been more – there has been less parity, and there has been more continuity among the power teams this mm-hmm. decade than there had been the previous decade. I think that is very fair to say that the Seahawks – have been the number one team in football outsiders four straight years. The Patriots have, have made gotten a bye every year. The Broncos have won 12 games for four straight years. At this point, the, Pack, the Packers are basically in the playoffs seven straight years. There's so many teams that are good year it's, after year. We're kind of back to the early 90s. It's a good point because the NFL gets a lot of pub for being this league of parity, but it isn't really a league Not of right parity. Not right now. Maybe I feel like we're due for a year where it all blows up and, and half of these teams don't do well, but – it hasn't happened in a while. All right, so those those nine teams, and especially those first five teams, we're all we would all be surprised if they weren't real players uh, in this season. Now let's go kind of uh, to the middle portion uh, when we talk about teams that are good to average, and uh, we'll start with ten through fifteen. The Raiders at 10, which is a little bit high, I thought, especially after our conversation on this pod the day before. But yeah, again, none of us really had them in the playoffs, but we still I think, I think they'll be competitive and decent. Uh, the, the Texans, who, of course, uh, won their division mm, last wow. year at 11. The Cowboys at 12. The Ravens at 13. The Jets at 14. And the Jaguars at 15. Greg, what are you saying wow to? The Texans. I guess because, you know, I was the one. I didn't even have them in my top 20. Uh, Connor Orr is a big Texans fan this year, has them at 9. Dan, you've got them uh, at 10 or 11 or so. You know, you you didn't number it. Hmm. It's problematic. Give a shot. Um, I don't know. I don't don't see them in that same group, but uh, reasonable minds could disagree. Their defense could certainly be a top five defense. I had them at 11, so I was right up there too. I mean, if you have – I think according to this list, Wes, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're, if we're putting these teams in that 10 to 15 range, we have them as like kind of an 8 to 10 win outfit Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that those, those are teams that could sneak into the playoffs in a wild card type of way. The Texans, I think, are interesting. I had a lot of these divisions, like Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, I had 8, 9, and 10. Yeah. And I think I had the NFC South, Titans, Jags, Texans as like 11, 12, 13. And this speaks to – 
it could speak to one of two things. One, that the Cowboys got lucky and hit the jackpot with Dak Prescott, or we'll look stupid in uh, um, two months from now when we look at this list again, or a month from now, whenever, uh, because the Cowboys, we have them at, at number 12, which is a pretty nice place to be considering Tony Romo yeah. just broke his back. I mean, in the past, any other year in the past five or six years, if that happened, they'd be way in the 20s, I would think. To me, I, I wouldn't put the Cowboys as the 12th best team if Tony Romo was healthy. So I'm really surprised to see him in a couple uh, people's top 10 teams. Well, you have him down at 25. Marron. I think it's not a good defense, and you have a rookie quarterback. I'm not putting that much in the preseason. Like, I like Dak Prescott, but to me, what is the what is the, your best-case scenario for Dak Prescott? That he's a Mariota or Winston-type guy as a rookie? That's, that, that's a, good, a good player. Obviously, he'll be supported more than those two best guys Best-case scenario is Cowboys go 6-0 and and then get Romo back. Yeah, and he's going to I mean, by definition, so well that's protected. the best-case scenario. Sure, sure, that's the best-case scenario. Right. But to me— Wes was just sending you a message there that had nothing to do with football. I'm saying, is he is he going to be a better-than-average starting quarterback? I don't see it right away. That seems, Does he that have seems to expecting be? too much. The, the quarterbacks they had last year— With a bad defense, yes, I think so. Quarterbacks they had last year were the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, Matt Castle and Kellen Moore. And those guys—well, actually, Brandon Whedon, too. So those guys didn't have Des Bryant. Yeah. They didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. That's true. I think those are two difference-making talents. He's set up well just to be a manager, too. If he can do that, if he can just like get through and not make too many mistakes, that's asking a, a lot of a rookie. But if he can, behind that offensive line, he has Dez, he has Ezekiel Elliott. Well, they're on primetime a lot, and it's funny that losing Romo does not make them less watchable. Like I am not annoyed that they're in primetime a lot early in the season because of Ellie, because of Dak. If nothing else, they're interesting. Mark had the Cowboys in the top 10 at number nine. Uh, Patra had them at 10. Wes, you had them at 11. I had them at 14. Only Colleen and, and Greg really had them buried uh, in the standing. So That's right. Interesting. Great minds. We tight. Connor and I both 14, which I think is appropriate. I think, you sure. know. Okay. You guys are being a little – you're the Eagles girl. I know. So you, I'm, you're I'm not, burying them. So you, yeah, of course. So you think yeah. they're winning the division still with, with Tony Romo's injury? I think they're still going to do it. I do. But I also could see it going to hell. But that's just the Cowboys every year. To, and, me, it, to me, it's like I put the almost the entire N- NFC South and the AFC West ahead of the entire NFC FC East. East. Yeah, me too. I, I, I would rather take the Falcons or Saints even over that entire division. Colleen's got to go. I got to go. You got to go. I got to get out of here. I don't want to leave. Believe me. You got me. duties. I know. Got to go so, over the NFL now side. Yeah. I got to I gotta finish curling this side of my hair. Yeah. I would have never have noticed, by the way. <laughs> I would not have noticed. Right. All right. I, didn't, I wouldn't have noticed. Connie Fox is off. Uh, I'm out of here, guys. We knew, we knew Colleen's you, time bro. was short, and uh, we, we thought, hey, what, we'd rather get six innings out of Colleen than, right. than nothing. Bring still, in the pen. Still a quality start. Yes. But it's the equivalent of, of getting six innings out of a starter and then not having another reliever to come in the game. The game's just <laughs> over. That's yeah. where the analogy That's falls it. apart. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Rain delay. She still gets the win. That's true. <laughs> Later, boys. All right. Here we go. Number 16 through 20. And there's the answer right there. Uh, the Vikings come in right at 16 mm. at the Dalton line. Uh, Chargers 17. Titans 18. Redskins 19 and the Saints at 20. And let's see. Let's break down the Vikings a little bit uh, amongst the group. Wes, you have them down at 24. Uh, Patra has them at 13. Colleen had them. Where's Colleen have them? 23. Mark had them at. Mark loves the Vikings 
at 11. That makes sense. Greg at 13. Zeuser at 13. And Connor at 17. So none of us were well, West, being bullish. West, you're the most dramatic against them. Let's hear why. Quarterback. There you go. You mentioned Sean Hill might not be the same player at age 36 <laughs> that he was the last time we saw him when he was physically diminished and you know, not really a great backup quarterback. I think he's probably about the 50th best quarterback in the league right now. And if he gets injured, which he should, old quarterbacks are known to get injured. And the last time he started, he got injured. They go with Joel, Joel Stave. Well, they're going to have Brad Soren. They're going to have a different. Those aren't real. People. I think we should talk about their quarterback situation. Randy Moss of, of NFL Network, um, not that Randy Moss. The Caucasian. Other, the other Randy, Randy Moss, the horse racing one from NBC. He, uh, White Randy. His whole life. I mean, how how annoyed was he when when the other Randy Moss popped up? Anyway. That's killer. It's a killer development <laughs> that you never recover from. It's like when the guy that called. Uh, I mean, it's not as bad as the Ravens broadcast. Yeah, Jerry Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky that's what well, I was that, saying. Yeah, that's that, nothing will ever beat that. But uh, anyway. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, got off track. He reported, you know, the Vikings do not expect Sean Hill to be able to last 16 games. Wow. So he he is saying wow. he is saying. Jerry Sandusky said that? Randy Moss said that. Oh. I'm better about my pick now. NFL, yeah, you should. Uh, there's going to be another player that that has some potential that's a quarterback for that team. That's either started games before or, or from the sound of it, they almost are looking for, to me, like a Mike Glennon type. And I think they're going to be ready to give up a draft pick to get Do someone that they to? think have like a little bit of a potential. I don't know if it's Mike, Mike Glennon, Glennon but, again. but just if, someone. If they go out and get Mike Glennon, I'm moving him down to 27. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get someone that's going to start a lot of games for them. It, by the next time we, we tape a podcast, I think we'll know who. Can you hear that over the hills through the air? Gino. I like that. I don't that. think Gino's going there. Gino. I like that. But I think that – Give Gino a chance. Wait a second. Why Jason, doesn't that make sense, by the Jason way? Jason Before Light we move on, why doesn't that make sense? If Bryce Petty plays well on Thursday and the Jets are feeling bullish. North, North Turner would have to want Gino Smith. Who knows? Why doesn't it make sense? Yeah. Because there's a reason why you don't want him in a Jets uniform. <laughs> why would the Vikings want your because trash? Because they have – 36-year-old Sean Hill trying so to So why not go season. get a better guy than Gino who's not been well-liked who? in the locker room who hasn't played well in the field? Who? Who's a better option than Gino Smith right now? Just about anyone. Not by who? Seriously, it is hard to come up with. Unless names. you like Colin Kaepernick. Mark Sanchez? You think Sanchez is better than Gino? I think Gino comes with uh, some other complications. Who? who it, it's That's an fair. Inter- it's an interesting that you have the Vikings down that far. So you would say you'd rather have the Cowboys. Let's say that. Just for the sake of argument, Dak, let's ignore the quarterback position. Which roster would you rather have, Dallas or Minnesota? Dallas. Okay. I've seen in my years watching football, and this is a very pro- it was a very promising Vikings team with a great roster. I've seen better teams get uh, sure cut down by a quarter devastating injury to a quarterback or a running back or something like that. And it's just that's why I puts mean, a lot on Adrian. It's Peterson. The bummer. He is going to have to be Adrian. He's going to have to be Adrian Peterson. Greg, you're very down on the Cowboys. Yet we were way way more down on their defense two years ago when they won the division than we are this year. Yeah, but I don't buy I don't buy that argument. Just because they made it, they made it by with a bad defense a couple of years ago, doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it again. They did it by holding the ball and being as unbelievably efficient, like one of the best third down teams in NFL. I history. think their offense can be even better this year than it was that year, without Romo though. For I, six I games, know. not for sixteen games. Okay. Uh, the only I'm a little surprised that 
for a, a team of ATL finalists, uh, the Tennessee Titans that are not higher. Um, I gave them respect, so I'm I'm not the culprit here. Who? Well, I definitely buried the Titans. To I had that drop. whole I had that whole division pretty low. I had them 23rd. Okay, must have been somebody else as well. That yeah, you had them. At Connor had them 24th. A lot of people had them high. You know, Dan, you had them 11th. Mark had them 13th. Wes, uh, you've got them 12th. So. Look, that, that middle of the NFL is always hard to predict. I, I always think one of the most overrated things in football is there's not a big difference between 6 and 10 and 10 and 6. I just don't believe there is. There's not a big difference between the 12th best team and the 25th best team. I can't, I'm more, I get you know what, what I mean? from. I'm more like a I think you get a couple eight, breaks eight and, and, you get and, a, and you get a schedule and then you make the narrative around okay. that. I think 8 and 8 and 10 and 6 is almost a coin flip. Uh, in the NFL, uh, six and ten team is kind of a bad team. It's kind of a crummy team. There are some bad teams that are lucky to get to six and ten, and there are some good teams who are unlucky to be only ten. And Texans six. made the playoffs last year, they but were, not every ten team. and six team has created the same. That's true. The tight, the Saints right at twenty, which feels about right. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that's surprising. The Jaguars ahead of the Titans on our list, but that kind of. That checks out. Um, Me and you like the Saints. We have them in the middle of the pack. I think they'll be better this year. I think they're a nine-win team. Uh, all right, here we go. 21 through 27, and then now we're starting to get into the dregs a little bit. Now we're getting to the – these aren't terrible teams, but these are teams that if things break poorly, they could be terrible. Uh, but as we see them right now, they are not really in the mix, but not dead in the water. That's how I describe this. Colts and Falcons both tied uh, for 21st. The Buffalo Bills at 23rd. The New York Giants at 24. And the Tampa Bay Bucks at 25. Uh, what surprises you there, Wes? Anything? I like the Falcons and Bucks more than other people do, and I have the Falcons as a wild card team this year. Woo! I like really? that, Wes. Interesting. Wes and I—I uh, I had the Falcons a lot higher than that too. I had them 17th. I had the Bucks 12th. I, in the end, moved the Bucks up to my last uh, wild card spot. I, I like that division in general. Uh, I think I don't. You think, are their spokesperson, basically. Yeah, I just think they're a fun division. You're on that hill, Jameis Winston. Well, I've said it. I think he can make. I think he can make that leap. You think so? He's gonna you think he's going to be, you know, a top thirteen quarterback yes. this year? Yeah, definitely. He's going to bump out Tony Romo. Well, Tony Romo might not play. He gone. Hey, well, somebody's got to go. I'm saying, you know. like Tony Romo's going to get an, an, another MRI this weekend. Like it wouldn't surprise it, if if you were saying which would you think is more likely, Tony Romo starts another playoff game, or Tony Romo doesn't play in the NFL again. I'd probably take option two. All right, throw wow, out. coming from the guy who wow. wrote a love letter to Tony Romo. To I just think ago. he's got multiple broken backs. Things change, and that was that's a that's a dramatic change. What happened last week was not a good sign I love, either. I, I'm a huge Tony Romo fan, obviously, but that this is a health issue. That was you like might a, not have a choice. It was like a black cat walking under a ladder. What happened last week in terms of uh, looking ahead to Tony Romo's future? Not good stuff. Um, all right. Anything? Oh, the Giants are there at 24. There is, I mean, Wes, let's look at it this way. They put a lot of money into that defense, and I know we're loath to talk about the Giants in this room. Put a we, lot of money that's into true. that defense. We are loath to. And you, my friend, Christopher, are very high and bullish on their offense. You think that Eli could have his best season ever, like a 40-touchdown type season. Odell Beckham is unstoppable. If the defense is even okay and not bottom eight defense, they're going to win some games with that offense, right? 
Yeah, is that how you build great defenses? Just go out and sign free, no, no. free agents. I get that. Throw throw money at problems. I don't I don't feel like they fixed their defense. So you're saying the defense will fall on its face despite yes. all those and that will hold them back. Okay. I mean that's fair. Here's where the parody thing does hold up for the NFL. I don't see any teams in this group though that it'd be shocking if they make the playoffs, really. I mean the entire NFC East. I don't think you can say anyone would be shocking to win that. Okay. I have the Giants buried and it wouldn't be that surprising if Can they I the amend your Statement on my opinion of the Giants? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I feel like Odell Beckham will drive a pretty good passing offense. They'll have touchdowns. Their running game is terrible, I, and their offensive line is horrible. I, I just feel like Odell Beckham's great. That's basically how much how I appreciate the Giants roster. What will be the record this year? Seven and nine. Okay. And hold that thought. You hit on something good, Greg, there, and I want to get back to it once we Finally. finish. <laughs> a lot of good points, Greg. Um, uh, let's finish the list now, though. Now we're going to move. This is going to be 26 through 32. Now we're in the dregs. If if any of these teams uh, has a nice season, we blew it because we all basically thought they were bad. Um, unless there's Greg, and you could check uh, our breakdown if there's anyone that really differed with these. But – uh, being weighed down this low means the majority agreed big time that <laughs> these teams are going to be bad. The Eagles at 26. Colleen might have them higher. That's my guess. Uh, the Dolphins at 27. The Lions at 28. The Rams at 29. The Bears at 30. The Browns at 31. Can I get a little timpani here? Is it timpani? How come I can't get that right ever? Is it timpani or timpani? I thought it was timpani. Is it ephemeral? Ephemeral? The worst team in the NFL, according to our preseason poll, the Niners. I think that's a good pick. <laughs> I think the Browns are in the mix. They were pretty consistently the bottom two teams. I, I thought about putting the Bears that low, too. What was your? Why did you react? I had the Chargers in the AFC Championship game, so I, I certainly disagree with them being in the dregs of the NFL. Who? You, did the you Chargers? The Chargers down there? Oh. Oh, I was looking at the wrong list. Dolphins, I said. Are you talking about the Dolphins? I boys? think I also had the Eagles winning the uh, NFC East. Okay. So. I have them as – but the thing is my number for them didn't even bring them up. I think I still had them as the 19th best team in the league. I just – someone's got to win the division. Yeah, I think 18, I believe. Out of those seven dregs, the Dolphins are the most likely to make us look bad. Yeah. I was going to say that was the point I was getting to. Of those last 10, 11 teams mm. that we went through, who is the most likely to make us look bad? Wes, you say the Dolphins. Out of that, that seven. Because I think they have a bad secondary – their offensive line could be an issue. Their defensive line could be overpriced and old. But outside of the secondary, I think all that stuff could be turned around. I think the Eagles could be average, but I don't think even in a best-case scenario, they're not going to be great. I, You know, what What were the Rams again? 29? Yeah. They wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if they finished with the worst record in the NFL. Really? You're talking about a Case Keenum-led team here. Exactly. I'm just saying. And it's not like the rookie's going to come in and save Okay. Him. That's what I was going to say. Here, that's Robert the problem. Quinn, Robert Quinn won Defensive Player of the Year, right? Right. Aaron Donald should have won Defensive Player of the Year or could have won Defensive Player of the Year. How good are they at passing a football? Alec Ogletree looks pretty good. How Michael good are they Brockers. at passing a football? Just saying. Good defensive coach. You got Todd Gurley, a transformative type of running back. They win seven games usually anyways. Before Gurley really was in the mix that much. This is the first time. Have I've, some respect for seven win teams. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> this is the first time I've watched a, a, a team on hard knocks and came out of the the, the season thinking they'd be worse than uh, most people point. believe. That's a great point. I totally agree with you. I always kind of think, oh, they're going to be better. now. And with the Rams, I've generally thought they And 
like I agree with Wes because Keenum, it's not going to work out because we know who Case Keenum is. And what they're going to do, even though they're trying to be smart about this, they're going to put this kid in before week six or around there or, or maybe after week three. You never know. And everything we see is that he's going to take a beating and be terrible. I'm rooting for Jared Goff. I want him to be the answer for the Rams. I hope it works out, but I don't think that 2016 is the Rams season. Right. The, the hope, I think, for them is and their talent has never really matched up with great numbers. On even Their hope is that front seven is one of the best front sevens because on paper it absolutely is, and that Todd Gurley is young career Adrian Peterson, that he's that dominant. Those that two things really are carry. reasonable. That's their hope. And Oop. then even then, you're probably only winning nine games. Of the bottom three teams. Even then, you're winning seven. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Since when do the Rams win more than seven games? Please. I will, I will say the Bears here. John Fox teams are always better in year two historically. Yeah. Uh, played well. Played above their I, weight last year. Nobody likes Jay Cutler, but he's not the worst quarterback in the league. Uh, they could, And they have Kevin White back. There is a chance – that they surprise. I was going to say of the the bottom three teams, who's the most likely to surprise us and win eight or nine games? I the would, bottom three? Yeah, I would de- sure. definitely take the Bears of that three. Sure, of that three. But you're comparing them to the Niners. I'd even Rams. go bottom five. I think I'd group the Lions and Rams. And I would give the Lions. A I think with the Bears, better. we might be a little guilty of putting way too much stock in the preseason. Yeah. And they look really bad in the preseason. Maybe the fact that Darrell Logwins Dole. is involved. Dorlugins. Like even that's the pronunciation, by the way. Dorlugins. Not everyone can even say his name. You have to have a certain ability with your vocal cords and tongue. Do you want to try? Not, you're not one of them. No. Listen. Dorlugins. <laughs> you can't do it. I, I, I think it's Dorlugins. I can't do that. That's how most people. I spent time it. in the South, so I have, an, I have an advantage there. He was not. Yeah, but he was born in another planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's born on Krypton, this offensive coordinator. <laughs> Krypton, now an actual planet. <laughs> so the Bears are probably going to suck, but they could, you know, surprise people. That's what I think. And There's, you think the Lions could be that team? <laughs> I don't No, I don't. But I wouldn't blame Lions fans. That's a good thing about the NFL. And like I said, not a big difference between 6 and 10 and 10 and 6. If everything goes absolutely right for the Lions, like I can see their fans squinting at that roster and making the case that they win 10 games. It's not <laughs> It's not that crazy. <laughs> Crazier things happen every year. That's fair. Oh, that's All precious. Right. There we go. That's our uh, I don't buy that. preseason power poll after week four. And Greg Rosenthal is going to write a banger off this, I believe. Uh, we'll update this at uh, week four and then at the season's midway point, And then it will probably disappear until next August or September. Uh, but there you go. Good show, guys. Thanks for Connie Fox for uh, dropping by. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, we have just one more full uh, two shows before uh, the sun next Sunday's game. So we'll have a, sh- a show on Tuesday uh, where we'll talk about our sandwich props uh, and then we'll have our big kickoff preview show on Thursday with reaction to Thursday night uh, opener. Right. So it really goes up almost early Friday morning on the East Coast. Yeah. So Panthers and Broncos play on Thursday night. We'll have the, all the preview. Then we'll come back to the studio after the game, talk about that game, and then send it out to the masses. Football's back, baby, or just about. Until then. Will Hungins. This is Dan Hansis <laughs> signing off for the mailman. Connie Fox, the boss, and the Irish from behind the glass. Will Hungins.
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.